afternoon, evening, morning, everybody. This is Nate Johnstone and Paul Anderson and the Things Christians Want to Know podcast coming at you from a world in quarantine for the time being. And it's a little bit of a stressful world these days, Paul. What would oh you say? My. Yeah, lots of people, lots of problems. Um, I... I We'll choose to put you on the spot a little bit. What are some some things that are pressing in on you and Karen these days or your families? You know, it has not taken me out like it. Uh, I know some people that has really been difficult for them. For and we're me, talking about the emotional response to the fact that there is this virus out there in lockdown, not that he has the coronavirus, which he does not. Yes. Uh, as you know, this is not the way I operate, and mm -hmm. my kids knew it would not be the way I operate, and so they locked me in. They said, Paul put a note on the door, they, they read the note, they had to approve of the note, and so they locked me in, so our door stays locked during the day, that's not my way of operation. No, I it's not. Well, I can I, I can testify that that is not the way Paul works. <laughs> anything that's moving and some things that don't, I want to hug. And, uh, <laughs> not to hug. I, I've had my hand slapped a couple times from my own where I've uh, forgotten and grabbed one of the grandchildren and uh, they said, no, not, not this time around. Yeah. So I've tried to behave myself, but... I am thankful for Zoom because we're making a lot of contacts in mm -hmm. the process with people. And we actually had our, our biggest men's meeting through Zoom, bigger cool. than what we have on Sunday morning normally. So yeah. some things are working. You know, there Amen. are stresses, Amen. but uh, some things are working for us. I feel sorry for people who have lost jobs, who've been laid off. Mm -hmm. uh, Terrible stress, terrible financial stress, emotional yeah. stress. So I'm glad we're doing the theme that we're doing right now, Nate. Uh, it's brilliant. And I say that because you are doing most of the talking because you have studied this and proved it in your life over the years. And so I'm getting blessed, literally sitting here getting blessed as I hear what you're saying and the scriptures that you're using. I've never heard First Peter 2 taught like that and I memorized it as I said many years ago and to hear it taught uh, using the the word stress it's uh, it's really helpful and I think people are being helped and I look forward to uh, today's message and uh, I, I hope we can do one more good well thank you Paul I, I certainly appreciate that and the, the reason I wanted to do this topic right now is because there's just so much stress, so much fear and worry and anxiety. And people need a lifeline. A lot of people just need a lifeline. They need something to hang on to. And as it turns out, Jesus already gave us what we need. Yes. He already gave us what we need to walk through this in joy and not in trepidation. To walk through this, to use my analogy last time, like this, a water bottle full of water, and hard to squish too much versus this, an empty water bottle that has been crushed and ruined. A lot of people I think are feeling crushed right now and the, the anxiety about tomorrow, not knowing about the future and having the future sound bad, that's not a fun way to live. You know, just for those who did not hear you, just say that again, 
and and illustrate it because that's brilliant. The the the, the, the two bottles. So so you've got a uh, and you can tune in uh, two weeks ago I think when we talked about this but um, you've got one water bottle full of water with the cap on and you've got an empty water bottle and the Bible says we're supposed to be pressed but not crushed. We all get pressed. And right now we're all getting pressed in ways we're not used to. Maybe some of them are more difficult for some people, but we're getting pressed. We all get pressed. The Bible says be pressed, but not crushed. When our water bottle is full and the lid's on, we can be pressed, but it bounces back. And I'm doing this for those watching on video. We squeeze it. Yeah, it pushes in on us. And that's what stress does in an engineering parlance. It causes, it produces a strain. That's what stress does. It produces a strain. But if we're full of the peace of Christ and we've got self-control in place, we bounce back. If we're not, we get crushed. We're pressed and crushed. And I've talked to so many people and, and in person, on Facebook, um, and through others hearing about how people are doing. And there's a lot of folks out there, Christian folks, who are feeling very crushed. They're feeling like this water bottle. This, this water bottle is not a fun way to live your life. If you feel oh. like this on the inside, it is mm -hmm. crushed, it is deformed, it is pointless. I wouldn't even trust putting water in this thing. It's probably cracked at this point. So that's not how we're supposed to live. And Jesus gave us the means to never live this way. We never have to be this crushed and this ruined, even in the midst of insanity, because he's given us his peace. And his peace is such an incredibly powerful gift. Yes. And we want to learn how to walk in it. Um, John 14, 27, Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. And then he tells us how to walk in that peace. He says, not as the world gives do I give you. And then he tells us how to do it. Don't allow your hearts to be troubled. Mm. And neither let them be afraid. So the issue here is our, our mind-heart connection, right? So a stressful situation comes, I got laid off. A stressful situation comes, somebody just rammed my car. A stressful situation comes, fill in the blank. We all have plenty of experiences, right? A worrisome situation comes, a kid is sick. The doctor says, I better come in for more tests. Er, that's not a good one to hear, right? So the life is full of these. It's full of these things that press in on us. And Jesus says, don't allow your heart to be troubled and don't allow it to be afraid. And so we're putting worry, fear, anxiety, stress. We're considering them all part of the same bag here. Um, and it's as simple as not allowing it into our hearts. Jesus doesn't say, I can magic wand those circumstances out of your life. That's what we want, but it doesn't happen. No, those things are going to happen. But in the midst of those things, we don't have to receive the stress, the negative stuff that those situations offer us. And because what happens is our, our car gets totaled. And that brings with it a number of possible negative emotions. It's a bad situation. None of us want our car totaled, right? None of us would say this is an intrinsic good in our life. Mm -hmm. um, but that situation says, here, would you like a bunch of stress to go with that? Can you afford another car? What about the meeting? What about this? It, it, that situation offers us all of this negative emotional stuff, the stress, the anxiety, and the worry. And Jesus said, don't allow that into your heart. Don't allow your heart to be troubled by that situation or that stuff. Don't allow it to become afraid. And so we exercise self-control and we say, no, I am not going to let myself get stressed out by this. I am not going to let myself get afraid. I am not going to let myself get worried. And when we do that, when we make that step to say no, and this is obedience to scripture, okay? 
So we can even say, and I used to say this all the time. Now it's become more automatic to me because I'm, I'm just, I've done it for a while, right? But initially I would be like, Lord, you said in your word, which is mm -hmm. a great way, a great start to any prayer. Lord, you said in your word that you gave me your peace and that I should not allow my heart to be troubled. And this is troubling. The situation is troubling. Help me not allow my heart to be troubled by the situation. Help me to keep it on the outside. Nothing belongs in my heart but the Holy Spirit. Stress doesn't belong in here. Negativity doesn't belong in here. Does anxiety exist in heaven? Yes or no? No. I do not think so. Does fear exist in heaven? No way. It couldn't possibly because perfect love casts out fear and God is love. There is no fear in heaven. So there shouldn't be fear in me. There doesn't have to be. I don't have to let it in at all. These things are external. I don't have to let them in. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying. Do not let that in. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't let them be afraid. And so I would say, Lord, that's what your word says. And so help me, Holy Spirit, to keep this stuff out and not let it in. And what and I found, as, yeah. As you're, as you're saying this, some people are saying that's impossible. Mm -hmm. And we might as well agree with them. Humanly speaking, this is not possible. And oh, totally. The Christian life is not a life that's lived in the natural plane. We don't choose things Absolutely. that are possibilities. Yep. We take things because Jesus says, my peace, this is supernatural, my peace. Yeah, it's a, it's I, a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit himself doing this in us. Yes. It is not we who are doing no. it. No. I, I tried for years and it did not work. Yeah. I was a, a stressed out, messed up, just bag of mess. <laughs> right? That's the good news, that God can put it in us who have seen how bad off we are and that we're not good at it. We're not good at peace. We're not good at holding off uh, stress in our life, but God is, and Jesus knew how to do it. So he said, I'll tell you what, I will give you my peace. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart. So, so we're not to let it be troubled exactly in the midst of that we say no we close the door close we say no i'm not going to let it get to me and, and that sounds probably really simplistic um but just you try it it's hard it's yeah. hard you really have to humble yourself to do this and you have to rely on the holy spirit and when i first started doing this man was i terrible at it as it turns out <laughs> I would stop and I would pray and I'd say, okay, God, I'm giving this to you. I'm refusing to let this worry, this fear into my heart. Um, and I, I would feel good for, you know, 10, 15 minutes, or maybe an hour. And then if it was a situation that was ongoing, you know, um, later, later on and not much time had passed. And I was like, uh, I started feeling it. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I was supposed to say no to that. Ah, shoot. Okay, God, I give this to you. I say no to this negative stress. I'm going to live in peace in the midst of this difficult situation. Okay, good. I'm better. Another hour goes by, uh, feeling it again. Oh, shoot. So like that was my life. And I had to stop and pray about this stuff a dozen times a day, minimum, minimum. This is not easy when you first start doing it. Why no. is it so hard? It's because I had built up the unconscious habit, as I think we all have, of saying yes automatically to every stress that comes in my life. Yes. Here's the stress from the car. Uh, now I have to worry about that. One of your kids' parents says, you have to come in for a meeting. Uh, like all this stuff hits us and we, we take it all in. And pretty soon our heart is full. It makes sense to take it in. It the world tells us we have to take it in. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to take it in. That's what we think. And so it's become an unconscious habit. I'm not saying we consciously say, mm, I'll take two dozen of stress and half a dozen fear and just throw in some anxiety on the top, fill up the box. No, that's not, we don't do that intentionally, but we do do it. And yeah. it is an act of our own will. And it is ungodly and it is unbiblical and it's sinful. And it stinks. It does stink. It wrecks us. It fills our heart with a bunch of garbage mm -hmm. instead of with the Holy Spirit. Our heart is supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's what's supposed to be in our heart. Okay? Not garbage. And what does garbage attract? Rats, flies, nasty spiritual stuff gets attracted to this garbage. And yes, we can go off into talking about spiritual darkness in relation to this because I believe they're connected. The more garbage you keep in your heart, the more you attract nasty things you don't want. Okay, this is really serious stuff. The Israelites didn't get, uh, after Egypt, they didn't get to enter into the promised land because of unbelief. They didn't believe what God at what he said. God is saying to you, you don't have to live in stress and anxiety and fear. Just say no to it. We need to believe this. We need to believe it and walk into it. The Israelites did not believe and walk into that. They, they lived in unbelief and worry. That's what it says in the Bible. They worry. Hebrews says, there remains a rest for the people of God. It's there waiting for you, dear brother, dear it sister. Is. It is there to be received and to walk into it. And that generation of Israelites didn't get to walk into it. They didn't get into, no, to walk into the rest. They didn't get to walk into the sad. promised land. And it's sad. Why didn't they? Because they were worried. You can't have both. You can't have a heart full of the spirit and a heart full of worry. It doesn't work. They're antithesis, antitheses of one another. And so this is very serious stuff. We want to enter into our own promised land. We want to walk into our destiny. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. Not, you know, good shot, but your heart was so full of garbage the whole time that there was no room for me to move through you like I wanted to. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to hear that. I really don't want to hear that, right? Yeah. I'm not trying to lay on a guilt trip, folks. Shake that off. That's some of the stuff you shouldn't let in your heart, okay? <laughs> this is not a condemnation. Uh, but it might be a wake-up call. It was for me. It was a wake-up call. I am doing it wrong. I am doing it wrong. I'm doing life wrong. I think yeah. I'm walking by the Spirit. I'm trying to walk by the Spirit. It's not working. Why? Because my heart is so full of junk. We have to get rid of the garbage, and then we have to keep it out. And this is not an automatic thing. It's not a quick thing because we're in this habit. It's, it takes work. It takes time. Like I said, I had to pray a dozen times, probably more than that. If I, I didn't keep a journal because I was, honestly, I got depressed. After about five days, I started getting depressed. And I let discouragement in, Paul, mm. because I'm like, I, forgive the language, I suck at this really bad. Because as I started cooperating with the Holy Spirit, I started realizing I do this all the time. I say yes to so much garbage. I say yes to so much stress, big things, little things, stupid things. Mm -hmm. And things that say, yeah, logically I should be stressed about that. I say yes to like everything. I'm just like, yep, come on in. I just leave the doors open. I leave sure. the door of my heart open and anybody can just run in. And that is wrong. It's sinful. It's not the way we're supposed to live our life. It's not the Jesus way at all. And that's and, and, and when I started realizing, when the Spirit revealed to me as I was walking into this, how bad I had let things get. And I believe most of us are there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I was dismayed and I let myself get discouraged. And then, and then later I had to repent of that too. <laughs> so then I had a lot to repent of. Um, but I'll tell you, after a week, things started getting better. After a couple of weeks, things were noticed to be better. And after a month, I was a different guy. And your wife noticed it and your kids noticed it, I'm my sure. My wife noticed it. Uh, even my kids, they were the, I, the two were little at that time, my oldest two. But they used to joke about uh, Grumpy Dad and how mm -hmm. every once in a while I'd turn into Grumpy Dad. And they didn't understand why, but they did understand that Grumpy Dad wasn't as fun to be around as regular dad. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Sarah had learned through many years of marriage at that point that there are certain moods that Nate might be in that it's better not to ask things or to do stuff and just you try to dance around your partner's moods, right? I didn't realize I was, I wasn't evil, okay? But I was at times difficult. Yeah. And I certainly wasn't living my life as a sacrifice. I certainly wasn't living my life ultimately to show love. And I wasn't able to bring peace to my family. I was bringing stress to my family. I was bringing worry to my own kids. Is dad in a good mood or not? Mm. Oh, man. And well, I didn't, didn't see a lot of miracles in your family. Oh, I didn't see a lot of miracles anywhere at the time, which I blamed God for mm. because I didn't realize it was me. <laughs> Who is the problem? Um, as it, and it turns out the Holy Spirit wasn't working that much in my life because there wasn't any room in my heart for the Holy Spirit. It was awful of my own junk that I justified being there, all that junk. So God taught me about peace. He taught me to say no to this stuff. And I started walking in it after a month. And even psychologists, again, to go back to science corroboration, psychologists will say it only takes about a month. They disagree on, you know, three weeks versus five weeks or four weeks. But it only takes about a month to change a bad habit if you are changing it into a good habit. To just get rid of a bad habit is very difficult because nature abhors a vacuum, okay? The universe does not like nothing. So if you just take away a bad thing, that's, that doesn't often work. If you take away a bad thing and replace it with a godly thing, now you're cooking with gas, okay? If you replace something negative with the Holy Spirit, absolute best, absolute best. I love hearing that because when I was in seminary, someone taught me that. He said, it's impossible to erase a thought, but you can replace a thought. Yeah. And he gave the illustration. Uh, now, think of a pink elephant. Okay, go ahead. Think of a pink elephant. Done. I say that and it happens right away. Okay, don't think. Stop thinking of a pink elephant. Stop uh, it. <laughs> it. It's pretty hard. I'm trying. <laughs> You're working hard not to think of that dumb pink elephant. Yep. That's just not but how our brains work. If you replace the thought, okay, instead of thinking of that pink elephant, think of a white horse. Immediately, your mind is able to see, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're immediately able to think of that white horse. You see that white horse and you forgot about the elephant because you could replace the thought. So yep. uh, that's a, a wonderful object lesson for us when we've got stress. Uh, don't be stressed. Well, you yeah, exactly. Jesus says, my peace I give to you. Wow. I have the peace of heaven. I have the peace of Jesus. I have the peace of the one who on the cross, like you said three weeks ago, had peace. 
He was yep. evangelizing from the cross. He was caring for his mother from the cross. He exactly. was forgiving people who were, who were afflicting him from the cross. And we, in the midst of our suffering, can be giving out to people, and we can't use that as an excuse. Well, I'm suffering now, so I have a chance to be selfish and self-centered. No, 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 no. This is a supernatural life. This is a spirit-filled life. This is the life in which the spirit is working it within me, and I have the qualities of love and joy and peace. peace. Amen. Preach it. Preach it, brother. And, yeah, uh, I'm what's... beginning to preach it. You've, you've been preaching for three weeks. I like it. I, I'm, uh, I'm finally getting this message, so <laughs> I love it. Well, what people don't realize is that when we're suffering, that's when we are potentially at our most powerful. Yes. Because when we allow the Holy Spirit to work through us when we're suffering, instead of giving in to selfishness and mm -hmm. just navel gazing, if we instead say, yep, I'm suffering, and we hold out our arms like Jesus did when he was suffering, God can use us more powerfully, I believe, mm -hmm. in those situations than any other situation in our life. Yes, yes, yes. And many of us have wasted our suffering. Mm. And we went through seasons of suffering where it was all about us and we were just complaining and complaining and begging and living in the stress and wallowing in the pig pen. And we wasted that suffering. and We wasted that golden opportunity. And that to me is so sad. That is sad. Isn't there a book, Don't Waste Your Sorrows? Or is that a there song? is. There is some good stuff in there too. I don't, I don't agree with everything. It's from a different point of view, but there's some good nuggets in there for sure. Um, and it's sad to me, you know, if we have to go through suffering, you might as well at least get something out of it. Yes. It might as well at least be productive. Jesus had to suffer, right? But it was productive. Paul had to suffer. I tell you, parents, if your kids see you suffering in an honorable way, it will, it will, they'll, they'll remember it for the rest of oh, their life. Oh, absolutely. It'll change their life. It really will. It really will. And instead, if you become selfish and whiny and complainy and angry and that sort of thing, what it teaches them is if things go bad, you can react badly. Mm-hmm which is the opposite of what the Bible says. The Bible says when things go bad, we get on our knees and we let the Spirit work through us and the Holy Spirit brings everything to good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's what the Bible says. We don't need to get bent out of shape. We don't need to be, we don't need to be this, this bent out of shape water bottle. We can be filled with, with the peace of Christ. And it's way better. Yes. You, you so, keep bringing us back to this wonderful truth that we've we've seen now. I think we've got uh, a, another opportunity here, but I would suggest we wrap this up and turn it into a prayer. Mm -hmm. Come back next week for one more session. Uh, this is really Great. good stuff, Nate. I'm, I'm really blessed. All right, I'm going to lead us in a prayer if that's okay, Paul. Good. You jump in um, afterwards if you want to add anything. But for those who are ready okay. to pray this, join me in prayer. For those of you who are not ready yet, I encourage you to humble yourselves. 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7 says this. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So we get rid of our anxieties, but it starts with humility. So I encourage you now, just join me in prayer wherever you're at and whenever you're at. And start with humility. Father, I, I confess that I have allowed thorns to grow up in my heart. Mm -hmm. 
the cares of this world, I've allowed them to choke off some things of you, some godly things. I've allowed them to choke off the fruit of the spirit that is growing up in my life. Because I have said yes to the stress and the worry and the anxiety and the fear that this world brings. And I, I confess that I'm sorry. I didn't even know I was doing it probably, but I confess, I repent mm -hmm. of that Lord. And I receive your forgiveness for this. Lord, I desire to walk in the spirit. I desire to walk in the spirit. So, and I don't know how to do it. I'm not doing a great job. So Holy Spirit, please help me learn how to be more like Jesus. Jesus gave me his peace. I received that peace. I thank you for that peace in Jesus' name. So Holy Spirit, help me to walk in that peace. Help me to experience that peace. Help me to experience so much that other people around me start to experience the peace of Christ. Mm -hmm. By not allowing my heart to be troubled when troubling things come my way. Lord, teach me how to do that. Lord, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to awake, arrest, and alarm me when I start saying yes to the stress of the world. When I start saying yes to all the negative baggage that these situations of life bring, I, I, I give you permission to say, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Nope. That's something we don't do. We don't allow our heart to be troubled in that way. Holy Spirit, help me to do that so I can break this bad habit and replace it with the habit of walking in your peace. When negative things happen, when bad situations come up, when scary things happen, I want my automatic response, Lord, like a habit, my automatic response, unconscious is to get on my knees and just breathe in your peace. Mm -hmm. I want that to be my automatic response instead of, ooh, ah, that's gonna stink. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, this is bad. I don't wanna accept that stuff. I don't wanna let it in. I want my response to be the opposite to humble myself, cast my anxieties on you, and breathe your peace in. Lord, I cannot do that on my own. Help me to walk into it by faith at the beginning. And then as I start to experience how wonderful and great your peace is, I pray that you'd help me to keep going. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So join us again next week. I'm going to give just a brief overview of some stuff that could come next. Um, if we do a future series on the peace of Christ 201 or 301 on where this kind of stuff can go. Um, but thank you. And I, I encourage you to go for it, folks. Yes. Partner with the Holy Spirit and just give it a shot. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Just mm -hmm. Try it out. Taste and see that he's good. The Holy Spirit is way better than you've ever thought. God is way smarter than you've ever thought. And it turns out he's really, really into helping you to live without all this negativity and all these thorns and all this horrible stuff in your life. And you don't have to. You can let go. And it's way more fun <laughs> to live without it. Let me tell you from personal experience. Nate, this sounds like a book. It is a book. And it just so happens I will be going on sabbatical soon and start to work on that. Good. Good. All right. But in the meantime, we'll catch you next week where we continue this topic on peace. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.